see change is inevitable. So it's never too late to make a difference as an individual. Because we got to do that to become better as a whole. All for one. And one for all. All right. You getting the point? Okay, we're going to move on. Now, now, I'm going to read off my little handy-dandy list about the shit that fucking I come up with that is wrong with me. Uh, and to give you guys an example, uh, oh, I'm sorry, I was reading reading comments. But I'm going to come up with this little list of, uh, fuck, or I came up with this little list because I did this the other day. Matter of fact, I did it friggin' uh, I think either that night or the day of or the day after I made that fucking um the uh, last week's podcast about what, everything I've been going through and shit. And I had a fucking conscious decision while when I broke down for a couple days in a row that I'm I'm tired as fuck of being like this. I'm tired of being like this. so. We're gonna come up with problems and fuck, or we're coming to come up with the problems and solutions to these problems. All right. So this is what the fuck I came up with. See, I got it wrote down. Oh, shit. Fucking got it wrote down. Oh, well, well, you're not going to be able to see that on a white fucking background screen. So my bad. Didn't think about that. All right. It says, uh, what's wrong with me? I now I haven't done, you know, because I came up with everything today that I'm talking about, like the list. And then, you know, fucking sitting there taking one. Well, I did take one. But I didn't give me an end date. I need to do that. All right. So it's not I'm not, you know, not that I'm not following my own shit. I just came up with that day and I was like, oh, that makes a lot of fucking sense because I've heard people talk about that, you know, before. But so what's wrong with me? I was brutally honest with myself. All right. I'm lazy. I'm lazy as fuck. Which includes, you know, so I'm not getting things done. You know, I'm lazy. So I'm not getting things done. I'm, I'm, I'm just lazy. You know, fucking brutally honest. Am I, am I, you know, lazy, lazy where I'm not doing a fucking thing? Yes. Yes and no at the same time. But a lot here lately, yes, I've been lazy where I have been not fucking uh, actually doing the things that I should be doing. That I should be doing. Uh, My next one is I can't sleep on my own. I can't sleep without, you know, some kind of fucking pill or, you know, a little fucking weed gummy. Um... Uh, or, or something like that. I can't fall asleep on my own without freaking doing it. And trust me, I have fucking tried. Uh, I have tried. Now, I will say, um, after I did that podcast fucking last week, I went out and, you know, started 75 hard again for the millionth fucking time, it feels like, and started exercising more. And, you know, me and Tara went on a fucking walk and did some shit. And then for like two or three days, I fucking slept, actually fell asleep on my own and, and slept, you know, pretty decently. I still fucking slept. I felt like way too much, but actually was able to fall asleep without fucking taking anything. So there's there's a little little tidbit for you that maybe if you actually get up and exercise and go do shit and wear yourself out a little bit, then you might fall start falling asleep. But I will fucking say, too, I've done that plenty. I have done that plenty in the fucking past and not, not fucking been as I will still fall asleep on my own. Um, you guys are going to have to give me a real quick fucking second because I've had to pee for the last 20 minutes and I'm tired of holding it. I was waiting to get to the video that I was going to watch. I'm trying to stay in camera. I was waiting to get the video I was going to watch, but it ain't happening. I have to pee. I'll be right back. Okay, I'm back. Apologize. Apologize. I had to fuck pee. And I washed my hands. Don't fucking try it. Don't even try it. I, I did. I did.
All right. So, so fucking nobody talks about, you know, if you start drinking water more, a lot more, that you have to pee a lot. Fuck. I had, that's like the worst part of drinking the fucking clear stuff is that you have to pee a lot and it gets tiring. Tiring. I hate it. But uh, eventually, I've, I, you know, friggin' I've looked up and researched and, you know, stuff. Eventually, your bladder gets used to that. And then, you know, friggin' you drinking so much water. And then you don't have to pee as often a, a, as you do when you first start drinking it. So, anyways, we're going to go on. Uh, I don't finish the things that I start. I start and stop. I don't follow through. Uh, consistency. Fucking consistency. I am not consistent with anything in my fucking life, and it is a problem. Including including these lives and this fucking podcast. It's a problem. It is a huge problem of mine. I'm not consistent enough with it. And I talk about all the time about having to be consistent thing with things in your life. It's fucking if you don't do the shit and you know, I how, how am I expected, you know, for, to keep the followers and the listeners for the podcast and everything in the group? If I don't fucking, you know, follow through and stay consistent with making episodes. So, so I'm going to go on. I have no energy or want to do things. I don't fucking being depressed, fucking not eating right, not exercising, not being healthy, not fucking doing everything. You know, I just, I don't have the want and energy anymore. I, it's just the things that, you know, fucking I used to enjoy, a.k.a. like this fucking farm. I don't enjoy it anymore. Why? I don't know fucking why. Probably because I'm not fucking doing my shit. I'm not saying staying consistent and everything. Blah, blah, blah. We're going to move on. I don't know if I just said this, but uh, I have no passion for things. Uh, I'm losing who I worked so hard to become. I, I, I definitely I definitely am. Um, I noticed before I did the podcast last week is that I was almost turning back into the person who I was. And I'm talking about with the constantly irritable, constant anger problems, you know, fucking, yeah, it was, it was, it was getting bad again. Um, I'm unorganized. I'm all unorganized as fuck. Like it's part of the reason why this, you know, you see this white screen behind me right now because fucking. Uh, because hold on, I'm trying to trying to move myself back. Okay, so why you see this white screen is because it's it's not a mess back here. Now over here on my desk, yeah, it's a fucking mess. But back here, it's not a mess. It just don't look that fucking good. I can't get the camera angle like I used to get it. But I'm unorganized. Um, I'm not cleaning. I'm not I'm not cleaning my house. My you know fucking like I should. I'm not fucking you know cleaning the farm like I should. I'm not I'm I'm, I'm just I'm not cleaning. I used to be a fucking neat freak before me and Tara got together and you know, something's happened fucking in the last year and a half where I'm just, I'm not anymore. Like I used to wake up and clean at least one room a day and then fucking, you know, on the weekends, I'd try to deep clean the house and you know, fucking, especially like on a Sunday, I definitely clean the fuck out of my room, which me and Tara just, uh, did friggin uh, yesterday, the day before we started cleaning the room because it just was fucking getting to me. It wasn't nasty, but there was just shit everywhere. All kinds of shit, little odds and ends stuff. I take out of my fucking pockets. So shit wasn't organized. We clean the room. Looks a hell of a lot better. And I feel a lot better, but I'm definitely not cleaning like I used to. Uh, I'm not taking care of myself as in I'm not showering, not brushing my teeth. I'm not exercising. I'm not eating. Uh, 
I'm not sleeping. Um, not doing the things I enjoy. Um, not fucking, you know, uh, uh, meditating, uh, yoga, uh, all these different things. I'm not taking care of myself. The same, what I fucking just said, and that's why I wanted Jamie's thing in there because it hit so fucking hard. I'm not taking care of myself and I'm trying to pour from an empty cup. This podcast and, and this group is something that always does help me. And I know like, you know, Stacy was on here last week when I was saying to like, oh, well, you know, well, who, who, who are we chop liver? Cause I was like, you know, I, you know, talking about me trying to reach out or, you know, supposed to be reaching out to people and, you know, fucking everything like that. But she, you know, uh, people don't realize that this is my way of reaching out this group and doing lives and podcasts. This is my way of reaching out. I don't, you know, I, I do, you know, call for you people on the phone, but this is my way of reaching out. This is my way of venting and letting it all out and, and, and trying to figure out my problem. But this is also a passion and I'm not fucking taking care of it. Therefore, I'm not taking care of myself. Uh, I fucking definitely don't have no discipline. A lot of this shit, a lot of this shit that I'm reading can be summed up into that one fucking thing. That one thing that I just said, no discipline. I don't have discipline. That right there, if I fucking disciplined myself enough or made myself start doing shit and put fucking some discipline and in back into my nasty, disgusting body, fucking like, you know, freaking uh, the military teaches you, then I could solve a lot of these problems. A lot of them. If not, 90% of these problems could be fucking solved by if I just fucking started disciplining myself more. So, uh, out of all of them, out of all of them, what is the biggest issue? I know it said start with the small issue, but I put what is the biggest issue? Because as I just said, as I just said, discipline. Discipline is my biggest issue. And if I worked on my discipline, then I could fix probably 90% of these fucking problems, at least 75% if it ain't 90%, but fucking we'll say 75%. I at least fix fucking most of these problems that I just rattled off to you guys. And, and that's something I got to start working on. It, it's just the, the, the discipline making myself fucking take a shower, making myself brush my teeth. And I, I, I I'm not fucking nasty, but y'all know how it is when it gets, you know, when depression fucking hits you, you, don't have the energy to get into a fucking shower, or even to crawl out of fucking bed or brush your teeth or this and that. I don't, I don't fucking feel like doing nothing, but that was my biggest issue. Now I broke that down to, you know, fucking, okay, these are the things, all those things I said that would fucking fix, would get fixed if I created that discipline of myself. How do I fix these things? How do I fix these things? Let me make sure, uh, so I'm going to put the slides back up there. Let me make sure. Okay, my biggest problem is self-discipline. I put that. Um, the ways I can work on it, work on discipline, are the five-second rule by Mel Robbins. We're going to go through these. We are going to go through these, okay? Um, the five-second rule by Mel Robbins. The power of one more by Ed Milet. The 75 hard and and power list. I don't know why the fuck I didn't put that on there, but power list and 75 hard um, by Andy Frisilla and then practicing gratitude. I couldn't really find a, a good video and I know somebody talked about it before that I really liked, but it was being grateful for things, just practicing being grateful for things. But 
because of this, I did stumble on something else. It's called the new 75 hard challenge, and it, it has it in there. We're going to go over that too. <laughs> but these are the things that I can, you know, I can do to create the self-discipline in myself. Now, we're going to go through freaking uh, these things. And see, this is what the fuck I was waiting for so I could go pee. But uh, the first thing we got is Mel Robbins. First thing we got is Mel Robbins and her five second rule. And she's not talking about the, you know, the five second rule where food falls on the ground and you got five seconds to pick it up because you're fucking nasty and you're fucking you're like, oh, I can eat that because it's only been on the food, you know, floor for, for five seconds. If you believe that, then go watch fucking Osmosis Jones. I can't remember fucking if that's the uh, title of that movie or not. But go go watch that movie and see the fucked up. It's a cartoon. It's make believe, but it's true. The five second rule thing. Yeah. It's it's nasty. Um, but that's not what Mel Robbins is talking about. So we're gonna go through with what what it really is Robbins is talking about. So let me pull this video up here. I gotta stop this little fucking slideshow thing and then do that and then do that and then I gotta share this screen and boom, there it is. Okay, so we're going to watch this together. It's about five minutes. We're going to watch it together and you're going to listen because she talks about a lot of good shit in this. So listen, listen up. Notice I said simple. I didn't say easy. And the reason why it's not easy is because you have to deal with you. And now we know that you're a control freak and you're stubborn and you got all these excuses. You're a real pain. So this is a small a uh, small condensed version, five minutes of Mel Robbins talk that she did on Ted talk um, when she come up with all this, but uh, the very beginning, and I couldn't find the one, the part that where you know, it has that in there. She says it's simple, but it's not easy. And that's where it leads into. She, she literally said, it's simple, you know, how, how to, you know, do a lot of shit and discipline yourself and fix yourself, which she's going to go into. It's simple, but it's not easy. All right. So that's that's I wanted to clear that up so you guys could hear that. All right. We're going to keep going. And I'm going to teach you, though, the. There's only one rule when it comes to success. There's only one rule to getting everything. you Notice I said simple. I didn't say easy. And the reason why it's not easy is because you have to deal with you. And now we know that you're a control freak and you're stubborn and you got all these excuses. You're a real pain. And I'm going to teach you, though, the very, very simple way to get what you want. There's only one rule when it comes to productivity. There's only one rule when it comes to success. There's only one rule to getting everything you've ever wanted. And here it is. You're never going to feel like it. Ever. In any area of your life that you don't have what you want, whether it's the amount of money, the amount of people on your team, the amount of sales, the amount of trips for your family, the re if you only did the things that you don't feel like doing, you'd have everything you've ever wanted. Those areas where you're happy, you do the work. Those areas where you're complaining, you don't feel like it, so you don't do it. So it's a lot like kids. If you think about it, What's your job as a parent? It's to make kids do the things they don't feel like doing so they can grow up and move out and become independent adults. 
My son never feels like getting off the DS. He never feels like putting his feet down when he's in the car. My daughter never feels like cleaning up the Barbies. I have no idea why they're always naked, by the way. <laughs> always naked. And the funny thing is, when you grew up and moved out, your parents never said to you, guess what? You are a total pain in the rear end. You never feel like doing anything. You don't feel like doing your homework. You don't feel like going out. You don't feel like making your bed. You don't feel like saying hello to strangers. You don't feel like using your manners. You don't feel like cleaning your room. Good luck to you. <laughs> so the only way to get what you want is to parent yourself, but I'm going to make it easy for you. We're about to move. You've learned a ton about the brain now. The brain is going to screw you over. The brain is going to go into autopilot. The brain is going to tell you it doesn't feel like doing things. It's trickery. You now know that. So how do you be effective with yourself knowing that you're never going to feel like doing all the work that it takes to have this business be everything that it possibly could? So you're going to use the five-second rule. And what that means is this. From the moment that you have the idea, I should email out the fall collection. I should go through the contact list for my college or university and reach out to people. I should go through my contact list and invite 23 people this week to just take the dogs for a walk. I should make a request of a friend and ask if I can come do a presentation at lunch at his law firm. From the second you have that idea, you've only got five seconds to take action. Otherwise, it's gone. Your brain will swoop in so fast, it'll be like, uh-oh, there's an idea. No way. No way, you don't feel like it, you're overwhelmed, you've got five seconds, and that's it. Today, I want you to practice this, because what you're going to notice is you're going to notice a little bit later, like in the networking section and you know, afterwards and in some of these events after this particular speech, you're going to notice that you have an impulse. You have an impulse to walk towards somebody that's really successful, that's built a team that could possibly help you. And guess what? You're not going to do it. You've probably had them the entire time that you've been here. Oh, I should go over and talk to this person. Eh, I'll catch them later. Oh, that person looks really interesting. I, I, mm, I don't know. I should really take some photos of this fall line and start to, eh, that might be too pushy. So what you do, how does it work? You have the thought, you've got five seconds, that's it. And what do you need to do? Just say something out loud, that's one way. You could start walking. The second you feel like you should meet somebody because you're drawn to them, again, it's from here, it's not from here. Start walking, because if you're already walking, the likelihood is you'll actually make it to them, and then you're going to say something. Write it down, schedule it, send an email to yourself, or make the request. One of the things that was so interesting about talking to Tara this morning is it was clear that a couple people had been in there sharing their brains out about Jay Hilbert, and yet it never progressed into the side of the conversation of, would you like information? Would you like to do it? And I'm sure whoever it was that was lying on the table probably had that thought, like, you know, I, sh I should probably say something. Should I? Getting a facial, is that weird? To be talking about business at the same time? Five seconds gone. Talk yourself out of it. You have a lifetime of your nervous system. My bad. <laughs> Sorry. Uh,
yeah, that that went into another video. Um, but I, I was trying to make sure the the pump to my the pool was was working. So so, what do you guys think about that? All right, let's uh let's hear it in the comments of what you guys think think about what she just said. Like, it's it's very very fucking simple, but it's not easy. It's not easy. You know, she talks about the five second rule of when you have a thought to do something, you have five seconds, five seconds to do it, or your brain takes over and is like, ah, no, we don't want to do that. Or it starts coming up excuses or it makes you think about something else or whatever. I, it, it works. Um, the part of the video where uh, she didn't um, talk about this um, was how she even come up with this. And she was, you know, basically turning into an alcoholic. I think she was like 30s or 40s, um, 30 or 40s, you know, somewhere in there. Uh, she was becoming an alcoholic. Uh, they were thinking about or maybe, you know, about to file bankruptcy. Her husband had opened up a restaurant, which was very successful. And so they were like, oh, well, we're going to open up a second restaurant since this one's so successful. Well, that ended up hurting them. Um, Hold on real quick. Thank you, Haley. Uh, and by opening that second restaurant, it kind of fucked them. So, and their bills were piling on. Um, some things happened to her life where I don't know if she was working. I think she used to, she used to be a lawyer. Don't quote me, but I'm pretty sure she used to be a lawyer or something. And well, then uh, she was becoming an alcoholic, drinking wine all the time, doing all this. Like, uh, they may have been talking about divorce between her and her husband. I don't know. Well, she got depressed. She was in a depressed mood, all that, blah, blah, blah. And one day she thought about it like as being a rocket ship of getting the fuck up out of bed and doing something. Just doing anything, just getting up out of bed. And she had hit the snooze constantly over and over and over again. Well, then... She come up with this whole five second thing where she talks about like she was like she shot up like a like a NASA rocket ship up out of bed because she counted backwards from from five and you can't do it with 10. You know, she explains that. And, you know, in some of her videos, she can't do it for, you know with 10, um, but it's got to be five. And then, you know, and she did it. She counted backwards. Five, four, three, two, one, zero. Boom. She lifted off, got out of the bed, you know, and started changing her life. Um, she went from being a lawyer, then filing bankruptcy, being fucking depressed, doing all that to fucking being one of the most well-known speakers out there with this rule. Something so simple, something so simple. And, uh, like she says, it's simple, but it's not easy. I've, I, I tried doing it this morning and if you don't have the discipline like I keep talking about, if you don't have the discipline to make yourself get up when you get to zero and she's, she's even said, you know, she's had to do it, you know, friggin' 80 times or something, you know, friggin', uh, to make herself get up after, you know, um, that five seconds, but she keeps repeating it to herself and keeps counting down. Maybe it wasn't 80 times, probably over exaggerated. I can't remember the exact number, but doing all of that, like, you know, you got to keep doing it and you got to fight. That's where the discipline starts coming in. Five seconds. You don't want to do something, count down and get up and do it. You know, you don't want to get out of bed, count down, get up and fucking do it. You know, so that's that's Mel Robbins tip. Um, she also has, you know, other tips, you know, freaking out. Uh, she has a whole podcast. Uh, I put those in the show notes. 
all the links to her podcast, all the links to um, everything she, you know, freaking talks about, her YouTube channel, uh, everything. So, you know, go to the show notes and you can go watch these videos, go to her podcast, listen to more, blah, blah, blah. Uh, we need to get back to fucking StreamYard. There we go. So we need to stop sharing that screen. There we go. And we're going to move on now. Now we're back to, uh, you know, I, I haven't put her, her, her website in there. I put the book five second rule in there. Um, that you can get on Amazon as an audible or, you know, freaking paperback, hardcover, all that. Again, I'm not affiliated. I'm not getting paid for none of this. I just, you know, want to give you guys as much resources as, as I possibly can. So moving on, shut up. So, uh, the next guy we're going to we're going to talk about um, is Ed Milet. Ed Milet. He spells it E E D or E D is Ed, and then Milet is M I L E T T. He talks about the power of one more. This one isn't as long of a video as the other one, but it's a powerful little like thirty second video. Uh, it's the the power of one more. You'll You'll be able to figure it out after he talks about it. So let me pull up the video. And and he's talking about his dad in this one. Um, he's talking about his dad. Uh, sorry, I'm trying to stall to get this fucking video pulled up. All right, so there we go. All right, listen and learn. My dad, uh, when he got sober, I said, Dad, are you going to stay sober the rest of your life? And he, this is where the power of one more comes in. My dad says, uh, I don't know. I'm not, I can tell you this, I'm going to stay sober for one more day. And so when I went through that, my dad called me, I was really broke. My dad goes, you thinking about quitting? And I go, yeah, I'm close. He goes, just don't quit for one more day. Mm. He's so wise. And, um, I didn't. And that not quitting for one more day and holding on would go to the next day and to the next day. But there were these glimpses in my life where it's like, you know what? I may not be the smartest or the best talker. I definitely don't have the highest IQ. I'm not the tallest dude or the strongest dude or the best looking dude or any of that. But um, I'm not going to get outworked. I'm going to outwork you. I'm going to do one more rep in the gym. I'm going to do one more phone call. I'm going to do one more email. My dad. got to take myself off mute. Uh, that's Ed Milet. I again, I put his book in in the show notes. I put um his uh, website. Uh, apparently, he has a TV show. I didn't know that. Um, I put his podcast, his YouTube channel, all of that. Great fucking guy, and you can learn a lot from him. A lot from him. But the you know uh, one of his biggest points is the power of one more, and that really. Hold on, I'm doing a a, a quick mic check real quick sorry i was trying to do that while i was talking but of course fucking my phone went dead i had to run and go get my charger and okay all right we are still good uh but he talks about the power of one more and the power of one more is literally right what the fuck it says you know i'll save you from reading the whole book but i suggest you go get the whole book because he puts a lot in there and it's great information but doing one more just doing one more of whatever you planned. Um, I've done that quite a few times when I'm doing 75 hard and I'm outside, you know, walking around and exercising. I'll get to the 45 minutes. I'll be fucking done. And then I'm like, just like, all right, let's do one more. One more lap. 
one more push-up, you know, one more drink of water. I'm actually doing that today for the whole 75 hard thing. Um, doing uh, uh, drinking a, a gallon of water. Well, I messed up today, and I drank one of these cups right here. That's how I go off of. Uh, but and I got a whole gallon jug that I that I bought from Walmart. I fill that gallon of water up and then, you know, freaking, uh, I pour out of there so I can know, you know, okay. And I also put up my phone, everything like that. So, um, I drank a whole gallon or a whole fucking cup today, a whole one of these cups. And I had it filled up my other or my gallon jug. Well, so I was like, oh fuck, well, I drank one already. So, you know, and I just filled my up, you know, I'm going to pour, you know, a whole cup out that way. You don't fuck up my system. And then my brain was like, nope, Ed, Ed Milet does says one more. What's it going to hurt for me to drink one more cup of water? You know, freaking it's nothing but benefits going to help me drink. And, and I need to see if I can do it. So it's, it's stuff like that. You know, just one more, send out one more call for your business shoot out one more email for your business. Um, text that person one more time. And I'm not talking about your ex. I'm not talking about fucking some psychos or whatever. I'm not telling, not telling you to be psycho or, uh, 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 fucking to, for you to be a stalker, anything like that. Talk about, you know, to text that person one more time and tell them that you love them. Tell them that you miss them. Tell them that, you know, you, they, they really mean something in, you know, in your life, you know, uh, one more compliment, um, give your kids one more hug, tell your spouse, you know, you, you love them one more time, you know, blah, blah, over and over and over. Um, in his book, he actually has like 50 questions. Hold on. Cause I'm going to go get it because we're, we're not, we're not fucking around today. Okay. We are not fucking around. All right. Uh, I'm trying to make this one of the best fucking episodes, one of the best. I don't know if it's going to be the best, but one of the best episodes that I've ever made. And if people don't watch it, then I feel fucking better about myself anyway. So he has in his book, I hope I don't get in trouble for this, but it says one more questions to ask yourself to lead. I'm not going to go all over all of them because there's 41 questions in here. Uh, one more questions to ask yourself to lead an extraordinary life. Number one, what's one more thing I can do to show my spouse or my partner I love them? Number two, how can I do one more thing to improve my relationship with my children? Number three, is there one more thing I can do to make my family feel more special? Number four, is there one more thing I can do to show my appreciation to the people I work with? Number five. What's one more way I can adjust my way, my thinking, so I make fewer excuses? Number six, what's part, what part of this situation can I control right now? Number seven, how is this happening for me and not to me? Number eight, what's one more thing I can do to calm myself down today? So there's eight out of, you know, 41 that I gave him. Fucking fly. Go away. Eight out of, you know, 41 that I gave you. So. Those are, you know, the type of questions, and I, I, I highly suggest you go buy his book. I think it's like 20 bucks maybe. Uh, sit down and read it because we're going to get to that part here with 75 Hard in just a second about, you know, actually reading a book, not, you know, listening to an audible or not reading it on your phone, having a actual hard or, or paperback, you know, a physical book in your hand that does something better for you than doing the other shit. So. Uh, that's that's the power of one more by by Ed Milet. Um, 
I hope I did that justice for him and, you know, did justice for Mel Robbins. But, uh, you know, trying to explain stuff and trying to explain it to you guys. But it's just, it's it's simple. It's not easy, but it's simple. I said, you know, what's one more thing you can do to live a healthier life? What's one more thing that you can do to live a better life? What's one more thing that you can work on to to fulfill your dreams? You know, what's one more thing that, you know, you can do to to uh, for the people around you to to know that you truly love them. So uh, I didn't do this for Mel Robbins, but I um, since uh, uh, Ed Milet just uh, uh, fuck, where's my shit? Since Ed Milet contributed to the group and do doesn't even know it. I'm going to give him a wolf pack how we're going to do two because I want to give one for Mel Robbins that I, I forgot to do. I didn't think about doing. Now here's one for Mel Robbins. Thank you both, both, you know, you don't know that you contributed to this group and you're contributing to me, but, but you deserve that fucking Wolfpack pal for all the things that they've done and to help, you know, quite a few people in their life. Uh, let's go to the next slide. Come on, let's scroll through. Let's scroll through. I, I need you to go on. Okay. All right. So this is about a 10 minute video um about gratitude uh i don't I, I i may i may may play just a little bit of it i don't know if we're going to do the full 10 minutes but we'll we'll see we'll see uh give me a second trying to pull up the the slide and everything um sharing the screen this shit shouldn't be this fucking complicated because I have everything in the slide, but it won't let me click on it. It won't let me click the fucking slide while it's showing. So, all right, here we go. Happiness. That's what I'm here to talk to you about. We're going to talk about gratitude in ways that are maybe a little different. We're going to talk about a gratitude list. I'm going to give you a little history of happiness. So I'm an academic. We're going to have to go back and talk about Aristotle. Um, Aristotle claimed when he thought about happiness that it was the one aim in life that didn't need a justification. And sometimes in class, I'll have students think about why they're actually attending class. And they usually say, well, it's because I want to get a good grade in this course. And why do you want a good grade in this course? Well, I want to get a college degree. And why do you want a college degree? Well, I want to get a good job. And why do you want a good job? Well, I want to make money. And why do you make money? Because I want to buy shiny things. And, and why do you want shiny things? Because they'll make me happy. And why are you happy? Oh, I'm done. The logical chain. I'm happy just being. That's happiness. The problem is <laughs> that as human beings, we're not very good at predicting happiness. Cognitive psychologists in the 20th and 21st century have explored this. Uh, Dan Gilbert wrote a book called Stumbling on Happiness. And his premise was that 
we just kind of muddle our way through. We think things like, oh, if I have a big house, I'll be happy. But then we forget that a big house, if we want to buy it, we have to live further away from where we work. And now we're commuting and then we come home and we're miserable in our big house. So we can't always think about future predictiveness. We'll say things like, oh, I can't wait till winter's over. I'll be happy then. I'll be happy when this cough ends. No, we're, we want to be happy now. And we want to do that through gratitude. So I'll use a modern philosopher, Sheryl Crow. Because um, <laughs> in Soak Up the Sun, she had the line, it's not about getting what you want. It's about wanting what you've got. And that's gratitude. The problem is that we sometimes think that there's a lot of mess in the world, right? And so we have to cope with anxiety. We have to cope with anger. At the beginning of his administration, Franklin Delano Roosevelt gave his inauguration speech with the famous line that the only thing we have to fear is fear itself. But fear is real. And I want to show you that I'm not Pollyanna. I'm not encouraging you to just forget about all the problems in the world, because there are some. When you give your teenage child the keys to a car, it is damn near impossible not to be anxious. And when a car cuts you off, it's impossible not to sometimes get angry. We get upset when we think about health care costs, and we get anxious when we think about whether that cough is going to lead to something more serious or that lump on my neck is something more dangerous. We live with that anxiety, so we have to somehow keep that at bay while we're cultivating gratitude. But we talk about healthcare costs, and that leads us to government. And if you want to be anxious or angry, there are plenty of media pundits who will be able to get you both just turn on any kind of media source and you'll be there. We also worry about weather. This is Hurricane Ike, uh, 2008 hurricane. <laughs> we worry about when the next hurricane might be, but we also worry about whether it's going to rain on the picnic we have planned, and we worry when it snows, and we worry about the wildfires in California and the tornadoes in the Midwest. We worry about a lot of things, so I am not saying there's nothing to worry about. And I'm also not encouraging you to do what the Roman philosophers, there's a school of thought that says stoicism is the way to handle these kind of problems, where you just learn to accept everything. It's okay. That's not my argument either. My argument is that we need to try to be happy by realizing we have a lot, and being optimistic about what we can accomplish. So let's use the example of a treehouse. Let's say a 12, 13-year-old wants, wants a treehouse. I'm going to give you two possibilities. One is the Christmas possibility. Oh, please, Santa, bring me a treehouse. I want to get up on Christmas morning and look out and see a treehouse. That's one form of hopefulness. 
The other form is, I hope I can make enough money on my lemonade stand to buy the resources that I need. I hope I can understand the directions when I find them, and I hope I can corral enough family and friends to help me build this treehouse. That's a different kind of optimism, and that's the kind of optimism that I'm encouraging. So we're grateful, but we can still make things better. So I want to wrap up here with a story about my dog and my wife. Um, but also, uh, before I do that, there's a book called Tuesdays with Maury about um, a writer named Mitch Album, who was a sports writer, and he reconnected with his college professor. So this was a book that resonated with me. Maury Schwartz was dying of ALS, a myotrophic lateral sclerosis, which is Lou Gehrig's disease. And he was bedridden. And Mitch would come and visit him. And one of the lessons that Maury tried to teach Mitch was that you can find pleasure in a lot of little things. And so one of the times they're talking, Mitch asked Maury if he could have his health back for one day, what would he do? Maury thought about it, said he'd have a nice big breakfast, and then he'd, he'd go for a walk. Um, he'd have lunch with just one or two friends so they could have intimate conversation. Um, he'd relax a little in the afternoon, he'd have a big dinner of pasta, and then he'd dance. And Mitch thought, that's so mundane. Like, don't you have a bucket list? Don't you want to do something exciting? And then Mitch realized what Maureen was trying to teach him, which is it's the little things that matter. Like, people often come back from shore vacations and say, oh, so relaxing. I watch the sun rise. The sun rises everywhere. <laughs> everywhere. Doesn't matter where you are, you can watch the sunrise. You don't need a vacation to do that. Cultivating gratitude is kind of a daily thing. So, what I want to do at the end here is to just give you an example of what a gratitude list might be like. And you can do this, people do this with collages, people do it in their phone. I tend to do it in my mind while I'm walking. So, I was up at six o'clock this morning, and this is the scene that I had, this is actually last year's photo, but I tried to find one that was going to mirror this morning's walk. Um, so I was with, I was with my dog, my wife was sleeping. Um, but I could say things like, oh, I'm grateful to be married to my best friend and I'm grateful to walk with my dog. But that's not enough for a gratitude list. What you want for a gratitude list is to get specific. So let me show you. I'm grateful for fall weather. I'm grateful that leaves change colors because my eyes appreciate them. I'm grateful that I can sense the change in temperature. I love the way cool air feels on my skin. I'm grateful for the Berks Conservancy for maintaining these trails. I'm grateful that I live only five minutes away. This is Never Sink Mountain. And I am grateful that most of the people that walk on Never Sink are incredibly respectful. There's almost no trash. There's a really well-marked trail. I'm grateful that I was able to train my dog to stay off-leash because I really like walking her off-leash. She's very well-behaved, but I also like that she's always excited no matter what. Talk about gratitude. <laughs> 
watch a dog and you'll see gratitude. That's, that's the specifics that we want to cultivate. So I would encourage you, maybe after this is over on your way home, talk to people, talk about what you're grateful for, think about it, and try to do it just a little every day. This isn't a big change in your life. It's just following Cheryl Crow's advice, right? It's about getting, it's not about getting what you want. It's about wanting what you've got. So try gratitude. I think you'll be happier. Thanks. Okay, so that was, uh, uh, hold on, hold on, I got to fix this fucking shit. There we go. That was um, a little hard to get through. Uh, but the, the big point, you know, it was the guy, it just, it just not my cup of tea, you know, like it, same voice, you know, the whole time, but the message behind everything is learning to be grateful for the things that you do have and stop worrying about things you don't have, you know, that that's how you create happiness. If you sit around all the time thinking about, man, I wish I had a big mansion, man, I wish I had a nice car, man, I wish I had money, man, I wish I had this, I wish I had that, I wish I, you know, blah, blah, I wish, I wish, I wish, but you're not grateful for maybe the little shitty farmhouse that you do live in, but it's still a house, still has enough room and provides, you know, a shelter uh, warmth, friggin', you know, um, everything that you and your family does need. Yeah, you got a shitty car, but hey, at least that fucking car gets you point A to point B. You know, uh, what else could you fucking, you know, um, but yeah, it, it's, uh, what, what else could you, you know, freaking sit there and think about being grateful for? So, th this is something, you know, okay, you know, freaking, uh, uh, you know, having a, having a love, loving spouse, you know, yeah, you know, uh, she irritates me sometimes. She makes me mad. She makes me, you know, freaking, uh, uh, all this different stuff, but she's still a loving spouse, still a caring spouse, you know, a listening spouse, you know, not, not listening as to, oh, you know, she listens to all my commands. No, she listens to me when I, when I talk, she listens to, you know, my hopes, my dreams, my downfalls, my, you know, bad times, my good times, my, my stupid stories, you know, my, my dumb dad jokes, you know, my, my rude and crude jokes, you know, she, she listens to all that, you know, um, the list can go on and on, but even I'm, I'm having a hard time, you know, trying to, you know, say and come up with great things I could be, be grateful for, but, uh, I got food in my house. My bills are paid, you know, fucking, I'm able to do this, you know, podcast because of, you know, I'm getting paid by the, the VA for being medically discharged, you know, uh, for the mil from military and stuff, uh, all this different stuff, you know, when you sit down and you actually think about, you know, fucking, uh, the, the things that you do have in your life and you're grateful for them. That's what he's talking about. The happiness comes to you in the form of being, uh, because you are grateful for the things you do not, or for that you do have and not the things that you don't have, you know, being miserable comes from only thinking about the things that you want and you, you're out of life and the things that you don't have. So you really, should start sitting down. We're going to get to that with the new, the new 75 hard challenge uh, thing here in a few minutes, but um, sitting down and writing down the things that you're grateful for the things, you know, that, uh, that you should be happy about.
the things that you do have in your life. So we're going to move on. Before I do that, what was that guy's name? And that video was Learning to be Grateful Can Increase Happiness by Dr. Ike Shibley. Uh, I put his name and that video in the show notes. You can go listen to that again if you need to. Um, there's also a lot of fucking YouTube videos that, you know, explains, you know, how to become grateful and why great gratefulness is should be a big part of your life to help you be happy and blah, blah, blah. Um, and just go search them. But, but we are going to, there it is. Give him a good old wolf pack howl because he deserves it. Thank you, Dr. Ike, for, for teaching us that. All right, so we're going to move on to the next slide. Um, let me know how in the comments. Let me go. You know, send me your emails, which is all in the show notes and the description of every podcast that I do. It's all in there. You know, email me, contact me, message me on Facebook, you know, comment on TikToks, fucking uh, the YouTube channel, you know, freaking... Uh, Give me your feedback. Did you like this today? Did you like how I added things? Did you like how I added silly little videos and added the videos that you could actually listen to so you get a better understanding of what the fuck I'm trying to say and I'm not all over the place and it's actually coming from somebody else that's more of a professional and, and, and knows what they're talking about more than I do and try instead of trying to explain to you what somebody else come up with, you know, that Mel Robbins and her thing and Ed Milet and her thing and, you know, Andy Priscilla and her and his thing. Um, if I just called Ed Milet her, I apologize because huh, I almost did Andy Priscilla. But, um, you know, Dr. Ike Shib Shibley, you know, on his thing, you know, if you like that better, you know, let me know. You know, we can start doing that more. I'm probably going to start doing it more whether you like it or not. Um, because I know, you know, what works for some people might not work for, you know, everybody. So just because you didn't like it, somebody else probably did. Uh, you know, let, let me know, guys. You know, give me some fucking feedback. Tell me how I'm doing. Tell me if I'm helping you. Telling me, you know, telling me that it fucking that you that you hate me because fucking, you know, I'm not consistent and I'm undisciplined and I don't always put out podcasts like I fucking should and everything like that. Give me some kind of feedback. Tell me to go fuck myself, you know, whatever you want, but give me something. OK, give me something. Um, questions, comments, uh, uh, you know, stories, you know, shit that you want to hear about, you know, fucking or topics you want me to discuss, fucking email them to me, message them to me, um, comment, whatever. I'll fucking find it and I'll get to it if you guys do it. So with that being said, I'm going to get the fuck off here. And as the, the uh, new little title, I'm trying to fucking move so you guys can see it. As the fucking, you know, thing right above my head always says, always remember two things, y'all. You're stronger than what the fuck you think, and you're not alone. Peace. When I was just a young buck, mama always told me, son, keep your head up. I started hustling in the street because I was fed up. At the age of 13, just trying to get my bread up. Didn't know my father, he was murdered in cold blood. That's why I have no remorse and never show no love. Hoping I piss you off, I really give two fucks. Burning my old bridges, trying to find me a new plug. And knowing that I needed to change, always taking from people who probably needed the same. But I was deep in the game and running deep with my gang. And if my pockets was low, then we was peeping your chain. Boy, 
gotta come up somehow Instead of running these streets from sun up to sundown I gotta change my mindset It ain't no wondering why now that it wasn't my time yet And why we gotta learn the hard way Doing things that we know we ain't supposed to What did you do? What did you do? This is what I did. This is what I did. Yeah, I followed through with the plans. Washing my hands, I'm through with chasing these bands. Found hope, put down dope. Becoming a man, picking up the number two and letting go of the grams. I, I never thought that I could make it this far to eating caviar from stealing stereos from your car. You be a fool not to change and try and better yourself. Better quit while you ahead, don't get ahead of yourself. In the truth, you'll find peace and find me. Blowing on pine trees, trying to fill up a dime piece. No more popping my nine piece. Streets. Don't take life for granted, cause boy, you know your time's least. And life is what you make it. Better take the music that you dance to and face it. So next time a hater says you can't make it, let that be your motivation to show them that you was destined for greatest. And why we gotta learn the hard way? Doing things that we know we ain't supposed to. And I'm gonna do whatever it takes to keep the devil on my back to get to where I'm going to. Change is inevitable. So it's never too late to make a difference as an individual. Cause we gotta do that to become better as a whole. All for one. And one for all. And why we gotta learn the hard way? Doing things that we know we ain't supposed to. To keep the devil on my back to get to where I'm going to I can never get enough of that tough love When push comes to shove, you can kick me while I'm down But I'm gonna get back up, never get enough of that tough love When push comes to shove, you can kick me while I'm down But